0: This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast, sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast is also sponsored by Visit Bemidji and Grant Haven Campground. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's playground. But first, if you love the outdoors and are looking for ways to align your education with future employment in the trades, Northwest Technical College in Bemidji is for you. Explore state-of-the-art technical education in six career paths, automotive, building trades, business, health, child care, and manufacturing technology, all in the heart of Minnesota's Northwoods, surrounded by more than 400 lakes and, of course, limitless forests. The shortest path to your dream job and a good bite is at NTC, Bemidji's Technical College. Learn more today. Visit ntcmn.edu. Hey, we're celebrating an extra day of fishing with the Memorial Day weekend here, and Take a Kid Fishing is back in Bemidji. Jason Durham and Christina Regas join us next. If I had a bar, for every time my line got stuck.
1: Yeah!
0: this is Mike Frisch of Fishing the Midwest, and you're listening to Fishing Paul Bunyan Country. Well, as we head to the Memorial Day weekend and an extra day of fishing, we're checking in with Jason Durham of Go Fish Guide Service. And, Jason, you're the guy uh, to talk to because you're a guy who will fish for whatever's biting, and we got an extra day of fishing, so maybe we need to fish for more species.
1: I don't know why you say there's an extra day of fishing because I have an entire extra summer of fishing coming up. Well, la dee <laughs> I have to brag a little bit, but I mean, for the for the average working person, yeah, it's one extra day, but hey, it's an extra day, and you know, it looks like this weekend's going to be, you know, really nice out, and yeah, if you like to catch fish, just fish, this is the greatest time to go out because you've got all of these various species getting incredibly active. You know, you get up into that shallow water, and you've got crappies, largemouth bass, smallmouth bass, northern pike, and, of course, walleyes that are starting to chomp really, really well with those rising water temperatures. This is going to be a great weekend to fish.
0: You know, it's been, from what I've heard, pretty good season so far. Weather's been lousy, but the the bite has been there. (laughs) Well,
1: you know, when we talk about weather equating to water temperature, it would be nice to see the water get up into that 70-degree mark, but it's impossible for the lakes to hit 70 degrees when the air temperature doesn't hit 70 degrees. Right. So, But you know what? I don't mind this this slow, gradual warm-up. I would much rather have that than this kind of shock of all of a sudden hitting, a, you know, like last year where we went from winter to almost 100 degrees, you know, for consecutive days. When you're talking about a cold-blooded species, you know, that temperature adapts to the environment around them, you don't want to see super super fast warm up you want it to be gradual uh otherwise they start to feel like we do when you know when we have a fever or just down down under the weather uh we're not quite as active we want those fish to be active plus it's going to extend the spring period we're going to have the spring bite that lasts a little bit longer than usual and uh it's shaping up to be a great summer of fishing
0: it really is, and and one of the other things I've talked about with a number of people, and they seem to think that because there was a lot less pressure on most lakes during ice fishing season this year, that there's more fish in the lake. Well, I mean, yeah. I
1: mean, if, you're, if you're not going to take as many fish out, obviously there's still <laughs> going to be more fish left there. Uh, you know, but at the same time, it depends on the lake. Some of these lakes don't get it. Much for pressure ice fishing anyway, but right it really doesn't impact them on the the massive bodies of water. I mean there were still thousands of anglers getting out. You look at the red lakes and the lake of the woods and everything uh, but you know if you if you cut that by a few hundred anglers every day, does that have an impact?
0: Sure absolutely I'm sure most of us are all using jigs and minnows if we can get minnows at this point, particularly shiners um, what's what have you seen the first couple weekends?
1: Yeah, I mean, the jig and shiner bite is always one that is a go-to for a lot of people. But, you know, there, there's a lot of other ways to get them, too. I mean, hard baits right now are are always outstanding. You know, taking a, a jerk bait, you know, middle body styled bait, especially especially after dark. Now's a great time to fish after dark. Um, even going down to a shoreline for those shore, shore anglers that don't own a boat. Uh, and even for people that do own a boat, mm-hmm. to go find a bank, you know, that's, that's got some of that good uh, walleye territory, gravel, sand, uh, you know, flat areas, rock, uh, this is a great time to cast off ashore. But in terms of the shiners, uh, the shiner train has come in, that's for sure. In fact, now mm-hmm. now a lot of these bait trappers are, you know, trying to really get rid of all the shiners they have because... They've got such an abundance. So the bait shops are going to be well-stocked with spot tails, uh, but don't discredit a leech. Don't discredit a night crawler. Uh, they always have value, and you know we catch fish on all of those baits all year long.
0: As you get ready for your season of guiding, we should note Jason is wrapping up his year as teacher. This is your last day of school. Um, there's a lot of teachers our guides it's kind of a cool little way these uh these careers can work together it is and and really they function the best
1: and the reason being is that we've got time off during those months where everybody's fishing here in minnesota i mean if we're down in florida that would be a little more challenging (laughs) but uh you know we've got three months off to take people fishing but but part of that too is that there aren't many teachers that don't have a second job uh, because of the pay schedule and everything, and you're only working nine months, so they really do fit hand in hand. Not to mention, you know, most teachers most are incredibly patient, and of course want you know to teach you about fishing, not just not just take you out and catch fish. Right. They want to teach you what to do. It's kind of like watching the fishing show where you simply watch somebody on TV catch the fish, or versus watching and having them educate you on why they're catching fish and and why they're in these areas and everything. So, yeah, passing on that information is hugely beneficial. You know, Kev, when I I first started, by the way, I'm celebrating my 30th year of guiding this year. (laughs) This is a big milestone for me, and I'm incredibly proud of it. And from the very beginning, my goal was to teach people enough that they wouldn't need to hire me again. And I know that's a horrible business plan, <laughs> uh, but, but it's definitely worked out over the years because I do have a lot of repeat clients and, and it hasn't gone exactly that way. There are many, many people that have learned a lot of things that I know could go out and fish on their own and be very successful. Uh, but they like the convenience of coming out with a fishing guide. Um, but yeah, you know, getting that confidence and whether it's confidence to just go out and, and tackle a lake on your own or use a certain technique, or go after a certain species. You know, all of that is what we try to empower anglers to do.
0: I was just talking to Mike Frisch about that. He started out his career as a teacher as well before getting into uh, full-time, you know, guiding and and outdoors work. But um, that's, the skill set is the same. It really is.
1: Oh, absolutely. And, Um, you know, one thing, like I mentioned, that it comes down to really more than anything is patience. There are a lot of people that say that, oh, I'd like to become a fishing guide. And then you start talking about, you know, some of the different situations that you're presented with daily. And there, some people just aren't cut out for it. <laughs> and there, there there, are a lot of people that are really good at catching fish. That doesn't mean you're going to be a, a really great fishing guide because you have to think about others 100% more than yourself. Same with teaching. You know, it's always thinking about the students in your class fishing it's always thinking about the others in your boat and every little thing that you're doing to help them
0: well i think uh, a lot of you know guys think i'm gonna be a guide i'll throw you know somebody about they'll pay me to be in my boat i'll be able to fish all day with them there's times (laughs) i'm guessing you don't do a lot of fishing yourself when you're guiding
1: (laughs) no it depends on the day for sure and it depends on how many people i have in my boat you know i run i run a big boat probably bigger than any of the guides you know in our area i run a 2250 Crestliner Authority, so it's, a, it's an inch under 23 feet. It's 102 inches wide. You know, I'll take five people out, five guests easily, sometimes even six. And uh, you, when you've got that many lines in, you've got a lot to manage, even just with boat control. And, of course, you know, wind is my arch nemesis in those situations. Uh, but, yeah, you just don't get time to fish. But there are times where I'll have just two people on board, and they'll even say, you know aren't aren't you going to fish with us? And clients like that. They like to see you model what it looks like. I mean, it's just like in school, we model good behavior and what it should look like, uh, same in the boat. They want to see exactly how you jig, exactly you know how you set the hook, exactly how you fight a fish. All of that is is very important.
0: So congratulations on thirty years of guiding. And I got to tell you a story. When I was, you know, when I was fairly young in doing Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, I'm talking to Dwayne Peterson. He was, you know, kind of helped get the show going. And uh, and he he said, "There's this young guy just getting started down in uh, Park Rapids. I think he'd be great on your show. And now it's 30 years. So thank you for making me feel even older than I (laughs) thought I was.
1: First off, you know Dwayne Peterson is one of my favorite anglers in the whole universe. Uh, You know I've got some great stories about him and and our connection together Um, years ago when they got when he and his brother got inducted into the Fishing Hall of Fame and Northland Tackle did. uh, I was actually invited to sing the national anthem at their celebration um, up in Bemidji. And what an absolute honor to do that! I don't know if I nailed it or not because I was so nervous, but uh, uh, nobody said anything otherwise. Nobody <laughs> said I did good or bad, so I don't think anybody cared. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but talking about feeling old, you know, I teach kindergarten, and last year I had my first kindergarten student of a former kindergarten.
0: Student. Oh yeah! And
1: so now we've we've started this whole new era and uh, this week we had kindergarten graduation and again I had a a parent come up and say I remember when I was in your class and I went oh my oh my
0: yeah yeah well wait yeah I know I know (laughs) trust me I know (laughs) (laughs) oh man Um, so one of the things that has changed in society as you probably well know Social media we we use it, oh, yeah. and sometimes some people abuse it and but it has changed kind of the way we think, you know, and we we, we, we we don't have the attention spans we used to have, and I feel like i'm I'm seeing that more and more as more and more people are much more willing to be a, a diverse angler and and fish multiple species. Are you seeing that as well
1: yeah, for sure, in fact, you know, I think it is that people. other anglers perception of other species of fish and it has really swayed you know those the thinking uh look at you know look at some of these what we used to call lesser species like like eel paw for instance Mm -hmm. obviously you know myself matt brewer jason rylander were very very passionate about those fish and the whole perception has changed a lot in part by social media is look at carp, look at bass. I mean, in in Minnesota, you know, bass weren't, you know, quite as mainstream as they were down in the South. That has definitely made a huge shift. I mean, obviously we've had great bass anglers for decades, but now it has really just flourished and taken off. To tell you honestly, I think walleye fishing, I I don't want to say it has taken uh, a step down or anything, but there's definitely more people that are interested in fishing other species where it seems like it used to be everything focused on walleyes. And now it's kind of like, let's go out and get a bend in the rod. Let's catch a fish. Let's take advantage of what the lake is offering us today versus, oh, I had a bad day because I caught a bunch of northerns, you know, some drum and, <laughs> and some perch instead of the walleye.
0: Well, I know when I was a kid, I think they kind of turned me off to fishing for a number of years. Uh, You know, we'd go out there and and just sit there, and the walleyes weren't biting, and that was boring. Um, There's only only
1: one way, Kev, that is worth to get a child passionate about fishing, besides walleye fishing, is musky fishing. (laughs) If you want to see a kid lose interest and not want to go fishing with you anymore... Take the musky fishing or walleye fishing when that bite is tough because they don't need to catch that. They need a bend in the rod worse than anybody. Yeah, you know, get them on those panfish, and and they'll say they'll say you know I really want to catch a big walleye. I really want to catch a musky. That all comes in time. Yes, and, and you know what? If you spend enough time on the water, those fish are going to come incidentally. Right. Oh, man. Maybe not the muskie, but yeah, you know, right. <laughs> but maybe.
0: <laughs> but, I, I, you know, I, I think that's healthy. I think it's good for the industry, and I think it's good for anglers.
1: 100%. We're definitely seeing more people out on the lakes. And, you know, you look at boat sales, they have absolutely skyrocketed in these last few years. And a lot of people owning boats who have never owned a boat before. So even as we get into this Memorial Day weekend, thinking about that and keeping that in mind that when you approach the public access, you might have people that don't have as much experience as you, and, you know, everybody likes to, to, to get on the, you know, be access warriors and, Oh, that's this person couldn't back their boat in, or this person, you know, came in too fast and, you know, bumped the dock a little bit too hard. We've all done that. <laughs> you know, everybody's been at that stage in some point in their life and, you know, just, have that patience, be willing to help out, you know, anything that we can do. We want everybody to have a great time, whether it's this weekend or beyond.
0: Later on in the show, much more to come with Jason Durham, including a new Fast Five. But up next, we check back in with Christina Regis of the Take a Kid Fishing Committee because Bemidji's Take a Kid Fishing event is back.
2: This is Mandy Earp, doing my part to keep Kev Jackson's ratings up on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors.
0: This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast, sponsored in part by Bemidji State University. You can pursue your passions with a world-class education in the heart of Minnesota's Northwoods. The drive to acquire deeper knowledge and develop greater wisdom is already in your nature. So join us on the shores of Lake Bemidji. Minnesota's premier Northwoods University can help you make the world a better place than you found it. Learn more at bemidji.state.edu and schedule a tour today. BemidjiState.edu This is Dick Birdsley And this is Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Christina Regis is once again joining us She's with the Take a Kid Fishing crew And yes, Christina, that I think is the key thing There is a Take a Kid Fishing event this year After two years off And it's time to get uh, people back used to having it again
2: No kidding, Kev, isn't it great? The sun is out It's almost 70 degrees out And boats are traveling Let's, let's get on the water let's do some
0: fishing. Absolutely absolutely I'm doing it this weekend for sure uh, and of course take a kid fishing is about what uh, a week or so, week and a half away two weeks away something like June, that
2: June 8th it's gonna go really quick Now that it's almost a holiday weekend before we know it it'll <laughs> be here So yeah we our deadline for registrations is June 1st that's next Wednesday already. So we want those kids to get their registrations in asap.
0: I think one of the the biggest issues with COVID that that we're seeing in, in a number of uh, groups that I'm I'm with is that people are kind of forgetting to do the things they used to do because they haven't done it for two years. So yeah, it's time to get your kids involved and take a kid fishing again.
2: Yeah, yeah we'd we'd want to we want to have a full scale event back for everybody. I understand that you know probably those last two years people started doing other things and that's great i just don't want everybody i don't want anybody to forget that we're here and we have a great organization and we offer amazing events for completely free to the kids and we'd love to uh, provide that to those that age group 10 to 15 if they've got a day off and um you know the parent can get those kids signed up we want to take them fishing we have guides ready to go we have they are more than willing to start going uh, and getting those kids out with them.
0: I think the thing that is very important for a lot of kids that came of age 10 two years ago, they haven't had a chance to do this yet, so they're up to age 12 now, so let's get them on the water.
2: That's a very good point. I suppose they kind of missed out a ton. And then the, the kids that like to do it year after year because they enjoy it so much, some of them aged out. And they lost two years that they could have done it. So it's on both ends of the
0: spectrum. And, of course, for those who have kids that are just turning 10 this year and, and it's a first time for them, uh, just rem- a reminder that this is an absolutely free event. Uh, we got great guides from all over the Bemidji area, and the kids get to go fishing on any number of lakes. It's not like everybody's on one pontoon or on a dock. Um, they're fishing in a boat with a guide, getting some great one-on-one uh uh, attention,
2: yeah they are and and not only that there's a great follow up event afterwards at our beautiful bemidji state park we've got a fish fry the kids can learn how to fillet their fish they get to take all their fish that they catch home um, no restrictions on that, so it's it's really great um, uh, we have a fish fry hot dogs if the kids are not big fish fish fans but we've got um we've got our our dinner catered by our, our fish crew guys and Raphael's bakery caters us and um, it's just an amazing event at the end at the state park for the kids to have um, a really you know the end of a really great day
0: one of the things that I think is a challenge for a lot of these organizations that are, you know, uh, ramping back up and doing things again is a lot of the volunteers who, uh, you know, were were regulars, maybe after a couple of years off, they've changed their lifestyle, they've changed where they live, uh, or just to have forgotten to get back involved. Uh, what about the Take a Kid fishing crew? Was that Was that an issue for you guys?
2: You know, I don't think it really was because the people that are involved in our organization we kept in touch the whole time you know we did our essay contest uh last year we met in 2020 prior to shutdown and we kept in touch the whole time just like everybody else did we did zoom and you know we did conference calls and we did everything we could to keep going because we knew that we were going to come back and and we're back so we want those kids to get registered and get you know have their parents sign them up for for June um, by June first, so we can assign them to guides right away.
0: So for those who are hearing about this the first time and they are saying, "Oh yeah, I got to do that," uh, how do we get them signed up?
2: Okay, so they can go to our website bimiji.tkf. and right on the main page is a link to the registration form. Fill that out. They can drop it off at Higgins Heating in Bemidji they can email it in and email addresses on the registration form i'll get those um or if they know a committee member give them to those guys too um but they can um, drop them off at higgins they're open monday through friday eight to five and and they'll take their registrations and we'll get them to uh, a committee member and get them assigned and then a guide um, that is assigned to those children will contact their uh, parent or guardian and make a plan for um, where they're going to go and what they need. Hopefully we have fantastic weather from here on out, (laughs) and, uh, you know, no rain jackets needed that day.
0: Let's hope, yeah. And the other cool thing um, for kids who maybe haven't had a lot of experience fishing, um, no need to worry about gear, Uh, not even uh, life jackets. All of that will be taken care of
2: that is exactly right kev thanks that's a great point yeah we have life jackets we have tackle we have rods and reels um and if we can't get it to them our guides are so are so generous they have they have all the all the tackle and all of the equipment that the kids need for that day so um life jackets everything's safe the only thing that really needs is you know um maybe a warm jacket or a sweatshirt if the weather is It was kind of windy that day, but everything else definitely provided. We have snacks and pop for the kids for that day to take on the boat with them. And, again, we have a great meal for them at the end of the day. Bring a smile and bring the enthusiasm that this age group has for fishing.
0: I think the other thing that is worth noting, even if your uh, kids are in a fishing family, you guys go out and fish quite a bit it's kind of cool for them to you know take advantage of this program and maybe fish uh, with an angler that fishes on a different lake than these kids are used to fishing so they they may get to fish for different species, different lakes different styles than they're used to seeing and that's kind of fun too. I
2: completely agree I mean speaking as a parent myself. Um, my kid learns so much more from people that are not me <laughs> and, <laughs> and I'm sure every parent can speak, uh-huh, to uh-huh. um, but just the opportunity to learn from somebody different or somebody that knows, he knows the fishing in a different way is such an experience. They'll be able to take that back and, and enjoy that, um, experience. And just the, the, the activity of fishing in a completely different light. Okay. Anything else we should know? Um, We just want to have those registrations in by June 1st by 5 p.m., so please, please, please get those in so we can get our guides assigned to the kids. Um, Don't delay. Don't worry about losing out. We're not going to turn anybody away. We always have plenty of volunteers to do this, so um, don't worry if uh, you have... Uh, three kids or five kids, sign them all up. We would love to have them.
0: Okay, and what's the website again?
2: TKF
0: dot org. TKF dot org. June first, the deadline. Absolutely no charge, and that even includes the dinner afterwards. That's correct. All right, Christina Regis is with the Take a Kid Fishing Crew in Bemidji. It's back after a two-year hiatus like everything else had, but it's so great that we're doing stuff again, and I I hope that uh, people will take advantage of this last week and get signed up because it's a great, great organization and a great, great day. I've had three kids go through it, and they all loved it. Christina, thanks for your time today.
2: Thanks, Kev. We love your support. Thank you so much. Looking forward to seeing
0: you Hey, there's free fish. I'll be there. (laughs) <laughs> Coming up next, we check back in with Jason Durham of Go Fish Guide Service. This is Fish in Paul Bunyan Country. Hi, this is Dick Beardsley, Bemidji
1: Area Fishing Guide. I'd like to invite you to come to our beautiful town of Bemidji. We've got over 400 lakes in our area teeming with walleye, pike, muskie, bass, and panfish. We're the gateway to the Chippewa National Forest. We've got miles upon miles of biking and hiking trails. Paul Bunyan and Babe the Blue Ox. Find shops and eateries in downtown Bemidji. Headwaters of the mighty Mississippi at Itasca State Park. Beautiful resorts, hotels, and bed and breakfasts. Visit Bemidji one step further.
0: I'm Chuck Hasse, Leisure Outdoor
1: Adventures, and you're listening to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country.
0: Jason Durham of Go Fish Guide Service, my guest today... So we're into the uh, Memorial Day weekend. You're into your last day of school today. Are you hitting it tomorrow? the guide trips uh, already coming in tomorrow?
1: Well, I, you know, I started guiding it right at opener. Actually, even before opener. As soon as we had open water, people start coming. But, you know, now the, what I was... Would... I don't want to call it the grind. You know, some people go, oh, now the grind starts. It's not a grind to me. You know, I look forward to getting up every single day early, staying late every day. Um, but it is a it is a long stretch of, of no days off. But it never feels like no days off to me. So, I, you know, in June right now, I've got, uh, I think, four days that I don't guide. And those will fill up. They'll fill up with people that, you know, come to the area and have, have waited to the last minute to find a guide. Um, and then July is looking really solid. So, I, you know, I predict that it'll be after the 4th of July before I have a day off. And that's okay, because on that day off, I'm going fishing. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'm going to be out there anyway.
0: Well, we're, again, the, the air temps are certainly warming up. The water temps probably slower. But as we head into the Memorial Day weekend, um, we want to do some fishing. We want to have some action. What should we be doing this weekend? Seek
1: shallow water. That's the biggest thing. You know, people like to fish memories so much, especially in the spring. They think about where they caught the fish in the fall and, oh, you know, we were out on this rock hump out in 28 feet of water and we did really well on the walleye. You know, you have to erase all of that for right now and get up shallower than you think. I mean, you'll have walleyes up even in like, you know, three, four feet of water. Don't be shy about getting up there and exploring that you know same for all the species of fish because as that water warms you start to have the minnows and you know the whole start of the food chain begins right there just get into that really skinny water
0: you know that's uh something that a lot of people do a lot more often than they used to even in the summer they hang around those weeds because uh that there's always fish of some sort in the weeds
1: if you talk if you talk to like the bait trappers and you know they're out Looking in that shallow water most of the time, they'll tell you. They'll say, you know, we find walleyes all all summer long up in that shallow water. As long as there's vegetation, you're going to have cover and habitat for those fish. So people have realized, and and there you go back to this whole social media thing, because it's something that you can teach somebody, you know, quickly. You can, you can put a post out there and it can hit several thousand people very very fast. And seeing that. You know, I'm catching walleyes in the weeds in six feet of water on the 4th of July. And, uh, yeah, it's it's a valuable area to, to target the entire season.
0: I never ask you to give up any secret spots, but uh, what are some of the hotter lakes so far this year? Yeah,
1: you know, I, I wouldn't say that we have one particular that stands out right now. The biggest thing we've seen, and it would probably be more beneficial for me to tell you, some of the lakes to a, really avoid right now. Okay. And that would be these really, really deep uh, bodies of water. That The water, it's just there's so much mass to that that it takes so incredibly long to warm up and to mix and everything. Of course, you're going to still have fish that bite out there. You, you have to. They're not just not going to eat for you know a month and a half, <laughs> um, but you do have to find those areas that are, are super, super shallow that will warm up some of those areas that you don't typically see walleyes, you know, up in the wood or things like that, um, Long Lake would be a really good example of that. We always used to joke, you don't fish Long Lake until after the 4th of July. Now, that is not true. <laughs> but um, if, you, if you're if you trying to fish some of those classic walleye areas like that primary break line, that primary drop, uh, you're not going to be, you know, too satisfied unless you get up into those shallow flats where that water's warmed up, and then you can have you know a really good time because that's that lake's a walleye factory, same with lakes like big sand, you know great walleye fishery in our in our area, but when you've got those water depths that are over a hundred feet deep, um you know that water as as the wind blows and some of that cool water comes out of there it it takes a while to warm up, so as long as you go super shallow, you're gonna do just fine,
0: speaking of deep water how much how much higher is the water over there this year
1: uh significantly,
0: yeah. So <laughs>
1: there are a few public accesses that, you know, aren't as easy to put in. Um, if there's a doctor, obviously it makes it easier. But I, I don't know an exact number, but you definitely notice it when you when you head to the public access or just talking to landowners. But, you know, it's not necessarily a bad thing. We were so dry last year, and to have that moisture as a gift. You know, the other thing that high water offers, Kev, is um, additional spawning area for various species. So when you get water that, that floods areas and you've got some sticks and trees and everything that are in water, of course we don't want to lose any of our our, our trees on land. Um, but it provides some of that spawning habitat that's protected. So then they don't have as much predation either, and we can see a good hatch and good future for those fish.
0: Any uh, new toys out there that you like a lot? Oh.
1: Okay. That's a that's a good question, Kev. Is there anything new that, I have, that I'm that i excited to use this? I don't think so. You know, I, I've been on the forefront of the electronics game and everything, and, um, you know, the innovation right now is incredible, incredible in what you can do in your boat. Same with your baits. I mean, seeing the, the finishes on some of these baits, how lifelike they are and how lifelike they move and everything – you know, there's probably a handful of lures that I'm excited to to get out and try. Probably a new technique or two. You, you would think everything's already been done in fishing, but there's always innovation taking place. What I really like is, is some of this crossover that I'm seeing from bass angling to walleye angling, where anglers are, are figuring out that some of those bass techniques are just killer for walleyes. Uh, if you want to see more, you know, more about that, one of my favorite people um and it is a great educator is brett McComas from target walleye and you can sign up for the newsletter it's an email blast once a week and and it's a great read it, it goes so quickly and uh they have some of the big walleyes of the week from around you know the nation and sometimes even from over in europe Those vander that are a little walleye-esque <laughs> and but bigger And Brett really likes to cross over some of those bass techniques uh, to walleye fishing. The other day he posted a video about using Ned Rigs for walleye, and he said it's one of his new favorite techniques, so check it out.
0: Okay, very good. Well, uh, Jason Durham, uh, are you ready for the latest Fast Five? I am as ready as I'm going to be, Kev. Okay, here we go. What's up, Fast Five? Question number one. What is your favorite all-time movie?
1: Okay, I feel like this is a loaded question because there are so many great movies out there. It's hard to pick just one. That's like saying, what's your favorite song? I know. There's, there's a bajillion. Uh, my favorite movie, uh, Better Off Dead, which is a 1980s movie with John Cusack about uh, being on a high school ski team. And it's just one of those, you know, really cheesy 80s rom-coms. And it's hilarious.
0: Wow, you and I, are we from the same era? We must be. You remember that one with the paper boy? Yep. Because I was trying to get the $2 (laughs) from him. $2. (laughs) Besides fish and game, what is your favorite food? peanut butter <laughs> okay that's easy that's easy i i actually went to the grocery
1: store last night and i bought four jars of peanut butter thinking that if i buy it now then i won't have to buy it during the summer when it's my busy guide time i like to eliminate some of those things you know having to do those little tasks like going to the grocery store um get a little bit annoying when you're you know getting up at yeah. five thirty every day and not getting home until 11 p.m at night Even finding some place that's open that you can shop is sometimes tricky, but all you want to do is go to that. Jason Peanut Butter Durham, we'll call him. Absolutely, 100%. And and it it goes great on everything. I'm going to give the listeners a a quick little secret recipe. Okay. From the Durham cookbook. You get thin-sliced salami, and you put a dollop of peanut butter on it. I know. I know. Everybody says, oh, no, that sounds terrible try it trust me and the unfortunate thing is you're going to fall in love with it and want to eat it every day so it's going to take up some of your time
0: always learning on this show always learning (laughs) speaking of learning what was your favorite subject in school i you know uh i would say
1: english i loved reading and i loved writing in in fact when i was in second grade i had i had a wonderful teacher mrs thompson and we did a lot of creative writing so um i even had my parents buy me a book of writing prompts you know like if i went to outer space and then you had to fill in the rest Mm. and i i loved doing that and you know that's definitely something i've carried on through life and still do outdoor writing and I, I do like the creative writing part of it too. I've, I've written some kids' books that are unpublished, only published in my that My kids enjoy. <laughs> um, I do have. I do have another book I've been working on for my entire teaching career. So I've been teaching kindergarten 21 years now, and I have compiled all the funny stories from my kindergarten class over over those couple decades, and they're in my computer. They're ready to go to the publisher. The problem is I'm constantly adding to it, so I never feel like there's a point where it's final.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, multiple volumes, that's how you make more money. Yeah, kind of like
1: Poacher's Caught by Tom Shape, and a great read for anybody looking for a a wonderful book for their cabin. Uh, Tom was a a a conservation officer, and these stories are short and very enjoyable, and he's got a
0: couple versions of that. Yep. All right, here we go. Celebrity crush in high school. In high school? Mm hmm. Kev, I can barely remember
1: what I ate for breakfast. <laughs> Who is my celebrity crush in high school? It's probably, probably the girl that was on the hood of the car in the White Snake video.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that's, that's all I got for you. <laughs> okay, all right. We interrupt this Fast Five for post-interview research, which shows that the girl on the White Snake video was Connie Katane. Now back to your regularly scheduled Fast Five. And finally, do you drink coffee? No. Oh. No,
1: I, I think coffee tastes like grabbing a, a fistful of, of <laughs> black dirt and shoving it in your mouth. I hope I didn't offend anybody that likes coffee or anybody that sells coffee. Uh, My preference would be an ice-cold can of Diet Coke in the morning.
0: Okay, I was going to ask, where do you get your caffeine kick that you just answered? Yeah. Okay, well, there you have it, the latest Fast Five with Jason Durham. If you are not offended by any of those answers and want to use Jason and uh, Go Fish Guide Service to catch some fish this summer, how can they do that, Jason? Well, they can always
1: find me on my cell phone, Kev. That's area code 218-252-2278. You can find me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and just under Jason Durham or Go Fish Guide Service. And, of course, you can contact me through my website, which is go-fish-guides.com.
0: Another stellar performance by Jason. Thanks for being on the show and good luck fishing this weekend, sir.
1: Hey, Kev. One more thing to
0: add. Oh yeah. So, because my schedule does
1: fill up, you know, fairly quickly. If you're coming to the Park Rapids area and you're looking for a fishing guide, you know, I'm I'm one of a few, and we've got a handful of guides here that are absolutely outstanding. And here's the thing: all of us are teachers, and the, and the other one is my stepson. So we've got a really great crew. We all have the same personality and demeanor, and we have that same drive to teach you about fishing. So, you know, if you're not able to get on my calendar, don't feel bad, because you're going to be with a guide who is absolutely top-notch.
0: And I've talked to many of them. I totally agree. All right, Jason, thanks for being here, as always. We always love having you on the show. Thanks, Kev. We love being on the show. Hey, thanks for listening today. But the weekend is here, so let's go fishing. This has been the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast, sponsored by Visit Bemidji and Grand Haven Campground. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast is also sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. And don't forget, you can listen to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country on KB101FM and KBUN Sports Radio 104.5 weekdays, as well as Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Saturday mornings on KBUN Sports Radio 104.5, B93.3 in brainerd Baxter, and KICK-FM in Alexandria.